As I begin this morning, I want to say that I'm delighted to be joining the staff here after being a parishioner for the last two years. Many of you probably know my wife, Kate, who directs the Children's and Family Ministries, and you've probably seen and heard my kids running about the place, but you might not know me. I'm looking forward to getting to know all of you and to being known by you in the coming weeks and months. And in that spirit, I need to begin with a confession. I'm a former university professor, and so I'm programmed to speak in increments of 60, 80, or 180 minutes, nothing shorter than that. So I hope that won't cause any conflicts for your schedules today. Today's gospel is the second part of Luke chapter 12 which our lectionary splits into three sections, and we're covering them over the three successive weeks. In last week's sermon on the first part of Luke 12, Colin taught on the parable of the rich man who has a bumper crop one year and decides to tear down his barn and build a bigger one to hold everything in. Only he dies before enjoying the fruit of his labor. Jesus' message is simple yet challenging. Don't be like that man. Give rather than gather, for life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. This week's gospel has similar content. You'll have heard the lines about selling your possessions and giving alms. And Jesus develops these ideas in a new way. And as he does so, he clarifies two things that will be important for us to spend our time discussing this morning. The nature of the Christian community and the characteristics of its members. We'll see the nature of the Christian community in the first verse, verse 32, and the characteristics of its members in the following verses. So that's our plan for this morning. So let's begin with the nature of the Christian community. Jesus' teaching on the Christian community is unfortunately either neglected or largely unknown. We all know his statements, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will refresh you. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Less familiar though is Jesus' teaching on the nature of the community he was coming to gather. And thankfully the first verse in our gospel clarifies this. And that says, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That short verse has three ideas about the nature of the Christian community for us to unpack. First, the Christian community is a flock. St. Paul, when he talks about the Christian community, uses the language of the body of Christ or the bride of Christ. Jesus prefers the metaphor of sheep and shepherds. We are the little flock. This language would have been familiar in the agrarian society in which Jesus lived. Sheep would have been all over the place and would have been a key part of the economy. This language is also evidence in the Hebrew scriptures. David was a shepherd before he became king and he wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. 
Jesus really likes this language and he uses it 46 times in the Gospels. He says he came to gather a flock. He has compassion on the crowds who are like sheep without a shepherd, so he gathers them in. He came to feed the flock. He fed the 5,000 and told Peter, feed my sheep. He came to protect the flock. He taught and challenged false teachers, healed and drove out demons. Ultimately, Jesus came to lay down his life for the flock. So that's the first theme. The Christian community is the little flock of Jesus. Second, the Christian community is a family. Jesus says in our gospel, for it is your Father's good pleasure. This emphasis on God as Father is unique to Jesus, as you all know. God is not only transcendent, the awesome and mysterious, glorious being outside of time and space, but imminent, near to us, the Father who cares for his children. And this is why Jesus teaches us to pray our Father. And as a good Father, God gives all our necessities. Give us this day our daily bread. So the community is not just a flock of sheep, but a gathering of siblings with God as their Father. Third, the Christian community enjoys God's kingdom. Jesus says, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. At other points in the Gospels, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. So the kingdom we are given is not earthly territory. Instead, the kingdom is God's reign, God's reign of justice and peace. And it is God's good pleasure to give this to us, the abundant life of bliss with God. Jesus focused so intently on the kingdom that his first statement in the Gospels is repent, for the kingdom is at hand. So the first verse of our Gospel gives us three of Jesus' distinctive ideas. We are sheep with the shepherd, the family with God as our Father, and the kingdom that God gives to us. And we can see within them key truths about the nature of the Christian community. These three ideas also help us to identify the members of the community. Sheep, as you know, by nature wander. They need to be herded by the shepherd. It follows that those who are in Jesus' little flock are those who have been found by him, pulled from the thickets, spared from wolves. Jesus brings us in. Membership in God's family requires a little bit more clarification. All people are created by God and share a common humanity. We are all God's children in that sense. The Christian community, however, is distinct, and members of it must be born spiritually. Now, unpacking that is a sermon in itself, and I promise I won't go for 180 minutes this morning. So I'll briefly say that being born spiritually requires being called by God, joining the church through baptism, 
and being knit together in the church by the love that unites the persons of the Trinity. And since God has united us in one family, human divisions of race and class and so on do not define the Christian community. Being a child of God does. And as a matter of fact, the early church was unique in the ancient world for including members from every tongue and tribe and nation. All are part of God's family if they are born of the Spirit. Members of the community are also citizens who are given the kingdom. They follow the king and desire God's reign of justice and peace. So the Christian community that Jesus is talking about is not merely a human institution, a human grouping. It's a multi-ethnic, multicultural kingdom ordered and ruled by God. So the first verse of our gospel says the Christian community consists of sheep found by Jesus, the children born of the Father, and citizens given the kingdom by God. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's the nature of the Christian community in a nutshell. So what are the characteristics of its members? The rest of our gospel gives us the answer and builds upon the verse we've just been discussing. And I have four brief characteristics to mention. The first is that members listen to the voice of the shepherd. Do not be afraid, Jesus says. This is actually the most common command in the Bible. And it makes sense here as sheep have reason to fear. They are weak and defenseless. We are like sheep. And every day we face internal challenges, doubts, emotional struggles, and external threats, maybe to our faith, maybe even to our lives. Yet the shepherd gathers, feeds, and protects the sheep. Confidence in this enables us to live without fear. And to have confidence, we need to listen to the voice of the shepherd. So that's the first characteristic. Listen to the voice of the shepherd. The next characteristic is members of the community treasure the right things. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's one of Jesus' most famous statements, and I wager most all of you would have known that before coming here today. The idea here is that those who listen to the shepherd and believe that God gives them the kingdom, they treasure the right things. So what are those right things? Our passage and the immediate context of last week's gospel suggests that the right things are God's kingdom and God's people, those that he created and died to save. Treasure those things. And here we can see the link, as I mentioned, with last week's gospel particularly clearly. For Christians should give alms, Jesus says, rather than gather and hoard in abundance. Since life consists in more than possessions, we should treasure God's kingdom and God's people. 
The third characteristic is we're dressed to serve. Jesus says, be dressed for action. And what he means is that members of God's family are always ready to serve. They think first of acting for God's glory and meeting the needs of God's people. Their heart is in the right place. I discovered over the last few weeks that I was actually unprepared for service. After two years of working from home, wearing comfortable clothes, and frankly stress eating during COVID, none of my clericals fit anymore. The collar was too tight, the midriff was too tight. I was not ready, I was not dressed for action. Jesus is suggesting that we should not dress to impress, we should dress to serve. And a good member of the family orders his or her life to the common good of the household of God. That's what it is to be a part of God's family. The last characteristic is we wait for God's kingdom. Jesus says, be like those waiting for their master to return. Staying up all hours with your lamp lit. One who waits for the kingdom in this way is not distracted by other concerns. Now this is not to say that job demands and financial and social pressures and the like are unimportant. They actually are. But Jesus says they are secondary to God's kingdom and God's people. So as we watch and wait, citizens of the kingdom need to remember that it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And this good pleasure is made concrete in our gospel when Jesus says that those who are alert when the master comes will sit down and eat, and the master himself will come and serve them. That's the abundant life, and it's God's good pleasure to give that to us. So in conclusion, Jesus teaches that the nature of the Christian community and the characteristics of its members are interconnected. The community is the sheep called by the shepherd, the family of God under God the Father, and the citizens enjoying the gift of the kingdom. Members of this community listen to the voice of the shepherd. They don't fear. They treasure the right things, serve the family, and wait for God's reign. So do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>